0: Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg Written and read by Danny Stack Chapter 27 Old Plan, New Plan Billy didn't know how long she was slumped in the rain, but it was long enough for her to get completely soaking wet. She knew it was no use hanging around, so she made her way back to her caravan. She was still upset about everything, but at least she could be dry inside. However, her dad was not pleased she had been out by herself in the rain. Billy thought he was angry with her, like when he gave out to her for sneaking out to the disco. She slumped onto the kitchen floor to minimise whatever lecture he was about to give her. But Billy's dad wasn't cross, he was concerned. He paced back and forth as he could see there was something upsetting his daughter. ''When are we going home?'' she mumbled. ''I thought you liked it here,'' said Billy's dad. ''No.'' ''What about your friends?'' he asked. What friends? Billy said, like she had never had any friends at any time in her life, especially not in Nelson's retreat. Not fallen out again, have you? he asked. Billy just stared into the floor, not wanting to answer. When I was your age, Billy's dad started to say, as if a childhood anecdote might cheer her up. Billy held up her hand. Stop, she said. When I was your age, Billy's dad said, determined to continue. But Billy snapped. "'I don't want to hear it. "'Leave me alone. "'Why can't everyone just leave me alone?' "'She banged the cupboard in frustration, "'but this made the wonky shelf above her collapse. "'Cups and saucers crashed to the ground all around Billy. "'She could only stare at the carnage for a second "'before looking up at our father. "'I'm very grounded, aren't I?' said Billy. "'Hm,' said Billy's dad, "'unsure whether to punish her or to be more sympathetic. "'He tried to be sympathetic,' suggesting she dry herself off, have something to eat, and an early night. Billy dried herself off, but went to bed without any supper. She wasn't hungry anyway. She tried to get some sleep, but it was no use. She was wide awake. Swindon swept into the bedroom, bustling with energy. Billy, Billy, you asleep? Yes, said Billy, hoping he'd leave her alone. Oh, okay, Swindon said, but then started prodding Billy. Wake up! "'Oh, for goodness sake, what?' "'Billy said as she turned to face him. "'I've figured it out,' said Swindon. "'Good for you. "'But we've got vital evidence.' "'Newsflash, it's not aliens,' said Billy. "'But,' Swindon tried to tell her what he had found out "'at Cyclops' caravan after she had left, "'but Billy cut him off. "'It's all over,' she said, and turned away from him, "'pulling her duvet over her head for good measure. "'Swindon decided to back off. "'There was no talking to Billy when she was in this mood.' Somehow, Billy managed to get to sleep, but she was immediately troubled by dreams about the investigation. Snippets of clues and vital information swam around her subconscious. "'Speak to Diane. She's looking after the place for a while,' said Uncle Derek at head office. Billy's dream moved the imagery onto the fake Nelson nutmeg and Billy by the pool. "'What happened to the last Nelson nutmeg, anyway?' asked the fake Nelson nutmeg. "'Oh, you don't want to know,' said Diane." We break into Diane's office, find out who the real Nelson Nutmeg is, or was, Billy said in the caravan when trying to form a plan with the gang. Her dream then flashed up imagery of Diane outside Shiv's caravan. Such a shame. I don't think we'll see him or his family again, said Diane, as she unwrapped her chew suite and popped it into her mouth. Billy's dream went to the chew wrappers at the bonfire, and also an earlier exchange she'd had with Shiv. "'No chews, then?' she asked. "'They always sell out early,' said Shiv. "'The dream took a dark turn as Billy imagined Diane's face "'in the middle of the Nelson nutmeg cutout. "'She stared right at Billy. "'Don't think we'll see him or his family again,' Diane said, "'with a hint of menace. "'A strange tap-tap-tap noise became part of Billy's dream. "'She woke up and realised the tap-tap-tap noise "'was coming from her window. "'She sat up and drew the curtain.' "'Hello?' Billy said. "'The colonel slowly appeared, "'popping her head up outside the window "'as the tap-tap-tap noises continued. "'What are you doing?' asked Billy. "'Morse code,' replied the colonel casually. "'I mean, what are you doing here? "'You abandoned me, remember?' "'Incorrect. I went into stealth mode,' "'explained the colonel. "'But... "'I was going to do it alone,' said the colonel. "'But I thought about what you had said. "'We need... I need. All of us. The full squad. She avoided eye contact with Billy. She felt a bit awkward admitting that she needed help. What are you saying? asked Billy. Old plan, new plan, said the Colonel with a smile. Let's get the others. Billy thought for a moment. She was beginning to understand how important it was to her to find out who killed Nelson Nutmeg. It would be a shame to come so close and to stop now cyclops said diane arrives early we've got to go now billy said making up her mind the colonel nodded then slowly ducked her head out of sight and started her tap 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 noises again no more morse code said billy i said let's go the colonel popped her head up outside the window again as if to say yes i know billy sprang out of bed they were going to find out who the real nelson nutmeg was or had been diane's office had the information they needed So off they went. Chapter 28 Diane's office It was still early. Billy and the Colonel didn't see anyone as they crossed the camp. The Cyclops had said that Diane was back at 8am, so they had to act fast. But how were they going to get into Diane's office? Billy fiddled with the door handle, hoping something would give. She knew that the head office had a dodgy lock because she'd heard Uncle Derek complaining about how it never shut properly, even when he locked it. Billy hoped that Diane hadn't repaired this dodgy lock, otherwise she and the colonel wouldn't be able to get in. Come on, come on, open, she pleaded. And then, click, the door seemed to take pity on her and decided to open. Billy smiled and let herself into the office, thinking that the colonel was right behind her. But to Billy's surprise, the colonel was already inside the office, having gained access through the back door. The colonel was wearing a balaclava, which covered her entire face, except a postbox-style gap for her eyes. "'What are you doing?' asked Billy. "'What are you doing?' replied the colonel, lifting up the bottom of the balaclava so she could speak. "'I thought you were keeping watch,' said Billy. "'I am. I got your back.' Billy gestured towards the front door, wondering why the Colonel didn't say anything about the back door. You could have just... Billy said, but decided not to waste any more time. Never mind, you do look out. The Colonel removed her balaclava completely and took up a position by the door. Billy raced over to Diane's desk and started looking for anything that would help her find out Nelson Nutmeg's real identity. First, she flicked through a Rolodex that contained various contact details but she couldn't see any names related to Nelson Nutmeg. She moved on to the in-tray of letters on the desk, but again, Billy wasn't exactly sure what or who to look for. There were lots of files and pieces of information lying around, but none of them seemed to contain what Billy wanted to find. She tried the computer, but it wasn't switched on, and she didn't want to wait for it to boot up. Her search was becoming increasingly frantic, which wasn't helping her focus. She turned to the notice board behind the desk to see if there was anything there that would tell her something, but it displayed only basic reminders, work schedules and post-it notes. How we doing, Colonel? asked Billy, suddenly anxious that they might get caught. The Colonel was still keeping watch by the door. Clear, she said. Billy moved on to the filing cabinet. This was a bit more promising as it had personnel files for all the staff at Nelson's retreat, but none seemed to be connected to Nelson Nutmeg himself. Billy was interrupted by a warning from the colonel. Someone's coming. Billy looked for a safe place to hide. Hurry, the colonel said. Billy ducked under the desk by the filing cabinet. She realised she was sitting beside a safe. She glanced up at the notice board and saw a sign that read All contracts to be put in the safe overnight. Maybe Nelson Nutmeg's details were in the safe. But Billy couldn't open the safe. It was locked. At the door, the colonel moved out of sight. Fake Nelson Nutmeg at two o'clock, she said just as the fake Nelson Nutmeg approached head office. "'And?' asked Billy, as she desperately tried to unlock the safe by entering random four-digit codes into its keypad. "'Slug's with him,' said the colonel, as she sneaked a look from her hiding position. Sure enough, Mr. Slug joined the fake Nelson Nutmeg outside. "'Leading role,' they said. The fake Nelson Nutmeg was complaining about his role. "'Big audience,' they said. "'Well, they're not big. "'They're little, very little, and very annoying.' If they grab my tail one more time, they'll soon know what a squirrel can do. Billy ignored the fake Nelson nutmeg. She'd seen a post-it note on the notice board which read 4029. She'd tried the numbers in the safe's keypad. But at least when they're little, said Mr Slug to the fake Nelson nutmeg, they're easier to push around. Billy's latest attempt to open the safe failed and it made a loud beeping noise which caught Mr Slug's attention. He turned in the direction of head office with a suspicious frown. The colonel gasped and ducked out of sight. "'Are we allowed to do that?' asked the fake Nelson Nutmeg, still thinking about how all the kids annoyed him so much. It was enough to regain Mr Slug's attention. "'Look, let me tell you how things work around here, eh?' said Mr Slug, and he led the fake Nelson Nutmeg away. "'Just so there's no misunderstandings.' "'Clear?' said the colonel. Billy stayed in her seated position by the safe and looked around the room for any more clues to the safe's code. On the desk, she noticed a photograph of Uncle Derek and Jeff the Grandadster at the launch of Nelson's Retreat in 1988. Billy figured 1988 was worth a try and when she punched the code into the keypad, it worked. It unlocked the safe. Could this contain something useful? She grabbed a stack of documents to find out. One of them was a contract and she started to read. Her eyes widened in astonishment. It wasn't a contract. It was something far more important than that. Look at this, said Billy. It's an insurance claim. What does that mean, asked the colonel, and she joined Billy by the desk. It's money for the park burning down. When did the park burn down, said the colonel. Billy examined the insurance claim. It says next week. Diane's going to burn the park down, said the colonel. Anne claimed the insurance, said Billy, working out the plan. ''We need a bit of ghost recon,'' said the colonel. ''I'll take a picture of the document.'' ''So we have a copy,'' said Billy. ''Then we put the claim back in the safe, exactly where you found it,'' continued the colonel. ''We close it up. Boom. No one will know.'' ''No one will know what?'' said a voice. Billy and the colonel looked up to see Diane standing in the doorway. She stepped into the office, looking deeply concerned. ''No one will know that we...'' started Billy, trying to think of a plausible excuse. ''Tidied up your office?'' ''Present and reporting for duty, sir,'' said the colonel, adding a salute for good measure. ''What?'' said Diane, totally perplexed. ''We're in the Boy Scouts,'' explained the colonel. ''Well, the Brownies?'' ''The, uh, Infantry Division.'' ''And how did you get in?'' asked Diane. ''The door was open,'' said the colonel, as if it was totally obvious. ''Oh, indeed,'' said Diane, not believing a word. ''What have you been really up to?'' She moved towards the two girls. The colonel backed away and decided to run, "'Split!' she cried. Diane noticed that Billy was holding something, something she suspected the kids had taken from the office. She grabbed Billy before Billy could run away. They immediately tussled over the insurance claim. The colonel reached the doorway. Billy squirmed her way in the colonel's direction, trying to give her the insurance claim. "'Take it, take it!' she cried. The colonel grabbed the insurance claim, but it ripped in half as Diane managed to catch hold of it too. With Diane's attention now on the document, Billy was able to run free. She and the colonel ran from the office as fast as they could, leaving Diane gazing at one half of the insurance claim. Billy and the colonel were in deep trouble now. You've been listening to Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg? It was read by Danny Stack from his own novelisation of the film. To find out more and watch some clips from the movie, visit nelsonnutmeg.com.